Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Thank you for bringing me to October. Thank you. Thank you for all you have done. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for being, oh yes, so good to us. Thank you. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for not allowing us to die in our sins. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your mercies. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. Somebody lift your voice and lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. It is his forgiveness that allows us to see every single day. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Mando, Lima, Suta, Riandota, Suta, Bando, Rundi, Liba. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Moka Bandu Simu Lima Hande. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Oh, somebody lift your voice and lift your hand and begin to thank Him. Begin to thank Him. Begin to thank Him. Oh, Mama Limo Sika. Mota bando te bahata oh yabarababa riando tima rundi lima hande aya bando rundi lima hande eh yabarababa kema sunte lima aya mamari mamaribo eh yabarababe kialaba limolubu libalaba eh yabaribo moribosa kandemo kutaba aya mamando shante Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 130. Psalm 130. I'm reading from verse number one. 
the Bible says. It says, out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive unto the voice of my supplication. How many sometimes you pray, but you feel that the prayer has not reached where it needs to reach? Sometimes it feels like the prayer is circulating in your room. How many have been there? And you are doubting. Is God hearing what I'm saying? You are not alone. The Bible declares, say, hear my voice and let thy ears be attentive to the voice of my supplication. Hallelujah. Continue. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? In other words, I can see that, Lord, you are not listening to my prayers because of my petty sins and the things I have done wrong. And he reminds God that, Lord, it is true. It is true. If you are to mark iniquities, and iniquities are different from trespasses. A trespass is something that you have gone, you have crossed the line. But iniquity is a planned sin. Are you here? How many know somebody, not you? You know, if you know that tomorrow what you are going to do is not good, what you are about to tell somebody is not good, and you go ahead and do it, or even you plan how you are going to do it, it's not a trespass. It's an iniquity. You knew before even you started. You plan. You 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 are an architect. You plan the sin and you execute. You built it. Uh, how many know somebody? Not you. Who? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the psalmist is saying that I'm not even talking about trespasses. I'm not talking about sins of omission. There are things that are sins because you did not do it. And perhaps you did not even know. Say, Lord, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the things I know that they are wrong. But I helplessly, I helplessly committed them knowing that they are wrong. How many want to say with this psalmist that I, I'm just also like you? Or you want to pray for the person you know? And the Bible says, if thou shouldest mark iniquities, oh Lord, who should stand? But there is forgiveness with thee. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. But there is forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. The essence here is that you know, we, we, we receive forgiveness from somebody who saw, who was watching. When you were taking the plans, when you were calculating how you were going to go about it, and yet he's able to forgive you. So that is how God causes the forgiveness. You know, when you tell somebody, oh, I'm sorry, I did not know this, the person will forgive you. But if the person were to know that you sat down and calculated what you were going to do, it will be different. The person may not forgive. But the Bible says, without God, there's forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. Hallelujah. In the month of October, 
We are standing here because God has forgiven us. It is the forgiveness of God that brings his blessings. It is his forgiveness that allows his healing to be our portion. It is the forgiveness of God that brings the, the, the power of God and allow us because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. So if God did not forgive us, we will all be counted dead among those who could not enter into this man. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to declare that Lord, thank you. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your forgiveness. Oh yes, Lord. Everyone say, Lord, there's forgiveness with you that thou mayest be feared. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That if you were to mark iniquities, I cannot stand. If you were to mark iniquities, oh yes, if you were to mark my sins, oh, my trespasses, my wrongdoings, my behavior, my actions, my uh, actions and my words and my conduct, oh, I will not stand. But Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you that there's forgiveness with thee. Thank you that there's forgiveness with thee. Thank you that there's forgiveness with thee. Thou, thou mayest be feared. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Somebody lift your hands and begin. Begin, begin, begin. Mahutasa. Moande. Moto. Seka. Bando. Limasa. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Santeba in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody lift your voice and begin. Commit. The Bible says he is able to keep that which we commit unto his hands. Begin to commit the month of October into the hands of God. Tell him, Lord, every single day in this month, let your blessings, let your favor, let your grace, let your glory, let your power, your presence, Lord. Mohaye, Motando, Timahuta, Ando Le Masante, Mokabande, Li Mohuta, Balia, Oh, Mahata, Mando Teli Bando Rundi Liba. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Iando Rushibaka, oh Yama Mando Rundi Lima Hata, eh Yabariando Rundi Lima Pando Rundi Lima Hata, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number twelve. Second Timothy chapter one, verse number twelve. Can we read together one go? Four. Hallelujah. Bible says that we go through so many things. Paul says that, but hey, I suffer so many things as a Christian. 
you may suffer things. They will look down on you. They will talk against you as a Christian. But Bible says, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Are you ashamed? Somebody lift your hands and say, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hallelujah. God is able to keep that which you commit unto him. We want to commit the month of October into the hands of God. We want to say, Lord, keep the month of October every morning, every afternoon, every evening, through the night. Lord, keep us, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. Keep our going out and our coming in. Keep us when we are in the, in the trains. Keep us when we are in the taxis. Keep us when we take the Ubers. Keep us when we are in the in drives. Keep us, oh Lord, when we are in the boats. Keep us when we are in the N1, the N2, and the byways and the highways. When we are in the freeway. Keep us when we are awake and keep us when we are asleep. The keeper of Israel. The keeper of Israel, keep us, Lord. Somebody lift your hand and begin to call on God and say, Lord, oh God, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. You are able to keep me from falling. You are able to keep me from sickness. You are able to keep me from accident. You are able to keep me from COVID. You are able to keep me. You are able to keep me. You are able to keep me. The keeper of Israel. The keeper of Israel. Keep us, oh God. As a child, keep us. As individuals. Hey! Hey! Let the keeper of Israel. Let the Lord arise. Let the Lord arise. Let the Lord arise. His name is the keeper of Israel. Let the keeper keep you. Let the keeper keep me. Let the keeper keep us. As a church, Lord, keep us as individuals, as a family, as people, Lord. Keep our jobs, keep our health, keep our marriages, keep our children, keep our family, keep our sons, keep our daughters, keep our mothers, keep our fathers, our uncles and aunties. Hey, Lord, keep our education, keep our sanity. Keep our strength, Lord. Somebody lift your voice and call on him. He is able to keep, Lord. Commit it unto the hands of God. In the month of October, in the month of October, you can keep us. You can keep us as a denomination, as a council, as a church, Lord, as a branch, as individuals, as fathers, as mothers, Hey, as, as sons and daughters, Lord, oh God, Lord, oh God, keep us, Lord. Hey, mama, 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 riande. Hey, ma sota, ma sote. Ayabariando sote. Lord, keep the innocent woman. Keep the innocent man, Lord. I'm a rock Indeed, there's forgiveness with you. That thou mayest be feared. Let your ears be attentive unto my prayers. From the ends of the earth, I'm shouting. 
from the ends of the world I'm crying. Lord of oh God, let your ears be attentive unto our supplication. We call on you. Keep us from falling. Keep us from drowning. Keep us, oh God. Ah, for you said, when we go through the fire, it will not come against us. And when we go through the waters, ah, we will not drown. Ah, for you will be with us. Hey, Mahutandele, for your name is the keeper of Israel. Let the keeper keep you. Let the keeper. Somebody lift your two hands and call on him. Say you are the keeper of Israel. I commit my very life. I commit my ways. I commit my plans. I commit my business ideas. I commit my health. I commit my parents. Oh, Mahata Sante. I will pray uh, for the graduates. Uh, we pray. Lord, keep them, keep them, keep them. You are able to keep, Lord. Your hands are not shorter. Your ears are not that that you cannot hear. It is indeed my sins and my iniquity that prevent you from hearing, that prevent you from seeing and saving, Lord. But Lord, oh God, there's forgiveness with thee. There's forgiveness with thee that thou mayest be feared. Oh my God. We commit October unto your hands. Ah, somebody commit your parents. Ah, Marababa. Hey, Motusiande, Motosese. Motosese. Moyande, Hande, Hando. Ah, Yabarababa, Barababa. Oh, yes, we will not serve any foreign gods. Ah, we will not trust in any. Ah, deity. You are our God and you are our Savior. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody lift your hands and say, October, October, Lord, I commit it unto your hands. I commit October unto your hands, Lord. Keeper of Israel, keep me as I go to work, as I go to school, as I write my essays, I pray uh, for all the candidates. Uh, I pray for the matric uh, candidates, Lord. Keep them, Lord. Give them perfect health, perfect understanding. Strengthen them. Pull them through. Oh, yes, Lord. I will serve no foreign girls. Hey, but only you, Lord. Mokabando Roshiki Barabara. Masho Kabando Rosha Kabando Rodi. Sing you are you, you Lord.
I will not say, let it be your declaration. cannot see. We have ears but cannot hear. Lord, oh God, our best decision, your word declares, is far from your decision as the earth is from the heavens. So Lord, we submit ourselves, we submit our ways, our plans, our purposes, our decisions and everything we have. Lord, we say, you are the keeper of Israel. Keep us, Lord. Keep our going out. Keep our coming in. Keep, oh God, our business, our children, our parents, our homes, our family, our purposes. Lord, we are persuaded that you are able to keep that which is committed unto you until that day. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. I can hear you. Amen. And amen. Somebody put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it the match that is preventing people from speaking? I can't hear you. Hallelujah. It's getting a little better. Amen. Amen, the men. And amen, the ladies. No, today the ladies are down. Amen, the men. And amen, the ladies. Yeah, it's this is like you. Powerful. Hallelujah. Well, before we take uh, a scripture, I want you to be guided. Before we take the offering and your tithes, I want you to be guided by a scripture that is going to cause you to be prosperous. Amen. Okay. So the little exhortation I bring you this morning is become rich and let your wealth grow continuously. Amen. Tell somebody, I will become rich. And my wealth will grow continuously. Tell another person, I will become rich. 
or de declare that I am rich and my wealth is growing continuously. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Bible says, faith. Faith declares things that are not as though they are. Hallelujah. Yeah. Perhaps, as you are talking, you don't even know how you came to church. So as you are declaring, I am rich. And my wealth is continuously growing. Or my wealth will grow continuously. You are saying, hey, which one? <laughs> but don't worry. I want you to declare, I am rich. I am rich. I am rich. And in case you think you're already rich, you've not seen where God is about to take you to. There is always a dimension that you've not arrived. Amen. Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. I'm reading from verse number 1. Which of the translations should I read it from? NLC? You like it? Well, why not? I will go to NLT then. It says, A severe famine now strike the land, as had happened before in Abraham's time. So Isaac moved to Jerah, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared. To Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham your father. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the star of the sky. Sorry. And I will give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So Isaac stayed in Jerah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, do what God wants you to do. Verse number seven. So when the man who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebecca, he said, she's my sister, Mercy. He was afraid to say she is my wife. He thought they would kill me to get her. Because she is so beautiful. <laughs> the problems of uh, uh, the problems of marrying a beautiful wife. <laughs> Can you see it's in the Bible? <laughs> Verse number eight. But some time later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebecca. <laughs> Immediately. Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, she is obviously your wife. Why did you say she is your sister? Because I was afraid someone would kill me and get her for me. 
Isaac replied, How could you do this to us? Abimelech exclaimed, One of my people might easily have taken your wife and slept with her, and you would have made us guilty of great sin. Then Abimelech issued a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death. Are you there? Verse number 12. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grains than he planted. For the Lord blessed him. He became very rich, and his wealth continued to grow. Hallelujah. May you become very rich. I said, may you become very rich. And may your wealth continue to grow. This is what I'm talking about. You will become rich, and your wealth will continue to grow. Hallelujah. Are you there? 14. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, heads of cattle, and servants, that the Philistines became jealous of him. Amen. The, the prosperity and the blessings that God gives you always causes people to eye you and become jealous. But God, Bible says, he's the one who blesses you, and he added no sorrow. The blessings of God will make you rich and will add no sorrow. Hallelujah. I like it in verse number 12. Bible says, and Isaac planted. How does the King James say? Isaac sowed. Then Isaac sowed in that land. Hallelujah. The reason why many Christians remain poor is that when they become Christians and they are even following the instruction of God, they don't do all that God tells them to do. They are, they are happy with their prophecies. They are happy with what God has promised them. But, you know, whatever God has promised you, there is a bit or a portion that you have to do. Hello? Are you here? The promises of God, yes, will come to pass. But there is a portion that you have to do. Bible said there was famine. Severe famine in the land. Everybody could not do anything. And why would God tell Isaac, don't go to Egypt? Because he wanted to go. Because he noticed that the situation was so bad where he was that he wanted to leave. Hallelujah. Sometimes you want to leave the job you are doing because the conditions of service are not good. Sometimes you just want to change change your employers because you look at where you are and you see that your future in this company is not bright. Sometimes you look at how much you are paid and say, if I'm going to end this the rest of my life, I cannot do anything in this life. So there are things that, like Isaac, will cause you to travel, will cause you to change your location. Hallelujah. But before you do, hear from God. See, sometimes we think, we think that that is where we need to go. Because in the days of Abraham, Isaac's father, when there was a famine, Bible said this famine was, was, was different from the one that happened in the days of Isaac's father, Abraham. When that came, 
Abraham went, God, Abraham went to Egypt and God blessed him there. So it is okay to do what your father did. It is okay. But you see, he heard from God that you don't go. Don't do what your father did. Hallelujah. Maybe there's nobody in your family who is a pastor. Maybe there's nobody in your family who is a missionary. All your family, they are doctors, they are lawyers, they are nurses, they are accountants. That is what you want to become by hear from God. I say hear from God. And Bible says, God said unto Isaac, you don't travel. Stay where I will show you. And he dwelt where God showed him. And when he stayed there, he promised him. He said, I will make you great. I will bless you. I will multiply you. I will do so many things. God spoke just as we read the Bible and God promises us good health. He promises us prosperity. That will be the head and not the tail. That it will be well with us. Hallelujah. That even to those that he loves, even when they are asleep, he can package their blessing. You can wake up from your bed. And you wake up with a business idea. You wake up with a dream. You wake up with a vision. You just know what to do. Even when you are sleeping, God can package your blessing. Hallelujah. Are you here? How did God bless Daniel? He gave somebody a dream. And he gave the interpretation to Daniel. He did the same for Joseph. God can bless you even when you are in prison. He packaged the solution that people need in your hands. God can give you a skill. God can give you understanding. God can give you a gift that makes you the person that your employers or different people need. Receive that skill in them. Receive that blessing. Receive that, that talent. Receive something you have not learned. Hallelujah. Yeah, one day God told Moses, he said, I have given wisdom and understanding hearts and skill to Bezalel. And he will do everything that I have asked you to do. How to do it, I have given it to another person. So the guy was sleeping when he woke up. He was careful. May that be your portion. May you wake up one of these days that you, 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 you are just, you don't even know. And you know, I'm telling you, the, the, the problem is that I don't know why God did not tell Bezalel that I've given you this gift so that you will help Moses. He tells Moses. So that's the problem between church members and their pastors. Sometimes you don't know that the employment, the gift, the talent, the prosperity that God seemed to bring in your way is because he has something for you to do in the church that you belong to. He gave all this talent to Bezalel, but he doesn't tell him that I, you are, I have given Moses this work. That is the reason why. Moses had to tell him that pay your tithes. Give good offerings. Support, support what you are doing. <laughs> support what you are doing. I would uh, really like God to tell the people, people that, look, I have maintain your employment. I have blessed you with good health. I'm doing all this because you are supporting my church. But God doesn't say it. He leaves the pastor to every day be explaining it. <laughs> are you here? 
So the bit that we need to do, the, all the promises, all the blessings, the declaration God said over Isaac, you'll be blessed. Indeed, will, the, will all the nations of the earth be blessed and all that. Are you there? So you think that Isaac will sit down and wait. But when you come to verse number 12, Bible says that Isaac sowed. He planted. He gave. He, he sowed in that same year that money was difficult to have. Isaac had to part away with part of the income that is not enough. Isaac had to give offering with the money that is not enough. And Isaac planted crops that year. Hallelujah. And what did God do? He harvested what? A hundred times more grain than he had planted for the Lord. May God bless what you sow. May God touch what you sow. That is the simple definition of prosperity. Prosperity is doing what you need to do normally. Then God causing the harvest to be abnormal. Maybe the harvest was supposed to be 20 times. You plant just a grain and you are expecting maybe, I mean, a handful of harvest. And the harvest becomes 10 sacks. That is prosperity. You see, the miracle is in what God is doing with the little that you have. That is why he would take that loaf and that fish, the five loaves and the fish, and he would touch it and become small. You always need something with which God will act on it. Why did God not allow Jesus to drop down from heaven? You know, the miracle, that's why it's called supernatural. It looks like natural, but it's, it's super. Jesus was in the belly of Mary for nine months, so it looks like normal. She, uh, he came through. Can you believe that Mary was pregnant like any other lady? She, Jesus came through the bed canal. People... Yeah, going for since everything, but the conception was miraculous. Are you there? So the normal things that we do, our normal work, you go to work, you do the normal things, then God, out of what you are doing, he causes a supernatural, a breakthrough, something with what you are doing. Hallelujah. May God touch whatever you are doing. May there be a blessing over your work. May there be a blessing over your, your, your hands. I don't know what you are doing, but you see, whatever you are doing, when God, when God touches it, it becomes extraordinary. He took ordinary water, filled the pot. When he poured it, it was wine. The wine was not conjured out of the air. No. Look at all the miracles he worked. He needed something. Even to catch the fish that had the gold in the mouth. He told Peter, yes, you are using a hook, but there's no bait. I can't use it. He used a baitless hook to catch a fish. What is it that is in your hand? When he came to Moses, he asked Moses, what is it that is in your hand? He said, just a rod. He said, I will use it. Hallelujah. May you have something in your hand. Amen. I said, may you have something in your hand. 
That's what the Bible says, that they have sown the wind and they will harvest the whirlwind. When you sow nothing, God multiplies nothing and it becomes nothingness. Are you there? Yeah. And the Lord said unto him, what is it that, what is it that in thy hand? And he said, a rod. Hallelujah. Whatever you have in your hand, you may be even a cleaner. Oh, God will tie the hearts. I said God will tie the heart of the people. I'm telling you, before you notice, they have left a will in your name. That people who have worked 30 years cannot afford. You don't know how God works. Just allow. What is it? Joseph was even a prisoner. He was sold a servant in the house of Potiphar. And Bible says God committed, the, the uh, Potiphar committed everything in the house. He said he did not know what he had except the little meat that he ate. Everything else was with Joseph. A servant. I think you see it in Genesis. Genesis chapter, uh, is it 49? You see it. Except the little meat. Potiphar committed everything he had onto the hands of Joseph. Onto the hands of Joseph. So sometimes you think that, oh, if only I had a master's degree. If only I had a PhD. If or no, whatever you have, present it to God. Hallelujah. I said, whatever you have, present it to God, and God is able to make out of it. This October, may you see the hand of work, hand of God working extraordinary in your affairs. Is it there? And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not all he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. A servant, a stranger, may that be your portion. I say, may that be your portion. Potiphar gave everything he had. Bible says he did not even know what he had. He did not know what he had. I prophesy that will be your portion. I said, I prophesy that will be your portion. In the name of Jesus, may your master, your Lord, the one you are working for, cause you to be the custodian of his treasure. In the name of Jesus, let all that matter be kept by you. May God give you favor. May God give you blessing. May God cause you ah, to receive favor from all those matter in your life in your workplace, in the name of Jesus. Let the Lord bless that which is under your hand. May the Lord multiply it. May the Lord increase it. I pray that you have hundred times more, 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 hundred times more. Bible says, and he planted, and the Lord caused him to harvest hundred times more. Whatever you are planting this morning, whatever you have planted in the days gone, whatever your titus, whatever you are planting, the seed you have sown, may the Lord cause it to be multiplied hundred times more. Receive hundred times more. 
receive hundred times more. Receive hundred times more. I pray over it. I prophesy over it. In the name of Jesus. Employment that will be hundred times more than where you are. Blessings that will be hundred times more than where you are. Oh, grace, that will be hundred times more. Everything under your hands, I speak hundred times more. Hundred times more. Hundredfold in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you there? And Bible said, and Joseph became very rich. And his wealth grew continuously. May you not just become rich. I said, may you not just become rich, but may your wealth grow continuously. In Jesus' name, amen. Take your tithe. Take your offering. Take your tithe, take your offering. And stand to your feet, lift it. I want to pray over it. Those who are watching, those on Microsoft, soft teams take your phone if you are paying also from your ipad take it everyone who has paid the tithe please turn to your feet this morning you have paid your tithe you are paying it now you are giving offering you are sowing seed stand to your feet lift it lift it hundred times more i prophesy the tithe is the tent of all that god gives you in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus father we thank you we bless you we give you glory hundred times more, hundred times more. I prophesy hundred times more. I pray hundred times more. Let there be a harvest. Let there be a blessing. Let there be an increase. Lord, oh God, uh, out of that which you have given us, out of our little and our much, Lord, we are honoring you. We are sowing seeds. Let your word and let your prophecy be fulfilled in our life. How you said that you open the windows of heaven and bless us that there shall not be room enough. Lord, I pray for it. Let everyone hear, oh yes, and watching under the sound of my voice, receive hundred times more. That we will become very rich and our wealth will continuously grow to the glory of your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You can do a lot better than that. Even at home, you can do better. Even at home in the cathedral, clap for Jesus. All over this place, as we rise to our feet with Jesus' joy, I said with Jesus' joy, help me to welcome our pastor, my pastor, my shepherd, your shepherd, Bishop Napoleon for prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. There's no God like you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving your son for our salvation. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for all the blessings, the favor, the grace that you bestowed on us. We don't take it for granted, Lord. Lord, this
never find ourselves to be alone. To give you all the glory. To give you all the honor. And all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together. And give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Fantastic. Well, today is a special day. And special day is today. Amen. Yeah. It's a day in the life of the church that we choose to honor our founder and our father. Hallelujah. So this day in the life of the church is called Honor Your Prophet. Galatians 6. 6. Hello? Are you here? Yeah. So in our church, the church we belong to, me and you, in our church, once every year, you know, you will not be able to see the founder, the father, and tell him thank you for all that you have done. But once a year, we take the first Sunday of October to honor, to really honor him with our substance. We sow seed, okay, seed of money. We can write a letter. Maybe you read all, some of the books he's written and bless your life. We are here because of his obedience. Amen. Yeah, some people don't know and they talk about things that they don't understand. They ask, why do you honor a man? Why are you doing this and all that? Well, I will tell you that when you are from a good house, when you are from a good home, every good home has instructions, rules. You know, those of us who grew up under your father and mother, some people for no um, what occasion of this, they did not have the privilege to be brought up under their own fathers and mothers. It, it's unfortunate. But some did. And you notice that when you are growing up with your mom and dad, there are rules, there are things that they will ask you to do. Sometimes they will ask you do this chores. You cannot go out if it's seven. When you are out and it's about seven, you need to come home. The uh, door will be closed at this time. Different instructions. You need to do this. And when you go out, when you go out and you are telling your friends that, hey, I couldn't come. Sometimes say, we met. You were not there. Where so mommy? Mommy wanted me to do. And sometimes you hear your other friends saying that your mommy is so controlling. Have you heard it before? Get a lot. How can, ah, me, I don't have. And it, often those who don't have good parents, they are the ones who are having 24 hours freedom to do whatever they, they, they want to do. And they will tell you that your parents are controlling. And if you heed to those advice, you will become a rebel. How many know somebody, not you, who had such a statement? Yeah. So when you are doing what your mother and your father wants you to do, you have little people at your age who have not become mothers and fathers telling you that you, you cannot, ah, you are too big for what you are doing. You only live once. 
have you have you heard somebody telling and I, not you you told a friend and you heard it at your age you are allowing your mother to go ah at your age you cannot do this you cannot come uh, you are having a party you cannot do ah your mother is too controlling ah me there's not me i won't do it before you notice they have sown a seed in your life and you want to rebel against godly instructions and I mean, uh, 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 advice that will keep you on a certain track. How many understand what I'm talking about? So you need to understand that, look, you may never know the life of a person who does not have a certain kind of mother or father. One of the questions I always ask myself that in our modern day, how many ladies will qualify to be married? I'm not talking about the virginity aspect. I'm talking about being just a good mother. Some of us, if, I mean, Jesus came through us, Jesus would be malnourished. I'm telling you, you will give Jesus two, two runs or five runs every morning. To, you don't even know where he is. I'm, I'm, I'm very sure. I'm very sure. Because some of us, the way we actually mother, we don't find out even about our children. You get it? So it's such a blessing to become somebody that God can even entrust you. Do you understand? Mary was somebody that God could entrust with a problem. Can you be entrusted? Can God trust you with a problem? God has a problem that you are going to be pregnant without a man the shame and all that, can you be trusted with their problem? And can Jesus grow up without <laughs> any hiccups in his upbringing? You get it? So when we come, so it is great, it is of a great honor to even um, see somebody who qualifies to be used by God. Because God has so much to do for us, but sometimes he doesn't have people who are willing and ready to be vessels through which he can, I mean, help other people. You ask yourself that, are there people not in your home, in your school, that God wants to reach out? Why are you even not being used by God? Sometimes you are entrenched in your own ideas, in your own aspiration, what you want to do, so much so that God cannot break through to get your attention. Yeah, yeah. You just watch around. Do you think that all the people you know are born again going to heaven? Do you think that God cannot use your life to become somebody that people will Get healing, salvation, preaching, teaching, save marriages, save homes, save children, save young ladies. God can use your life. But many of us will never allow God to do that to us. So when we see somebody who has allowed himself, who has emptied one of us, who has emptied himself of his own ambitions, his own plans, his own purposes, and has allowed God to fill him with God's agenda. The least we can do is to say thank you to God for the person's life. Hello? Am I, am I, am I, am I preaching? 
Yeah. The least we can do because very difficult, very difficult, especially with the men, to empty ourselves of our own agenda, of our own plans and purposes, and take what we have not started with. That is why when you read the story of how Paul encountered Jesus on the way to Damascus, what he asks is, is strange. It's not often. That's why he became who he became. Yeah. As he was persecuting the Christians and doing all the things he was doing, casting them into prison, Bible says, when he met the Lord, he asked, who are you? A, a bright light shined on, on him and he fell to the ground. And Bible says that his eyes were open but I could not see. There is a light that was brighter than the, the, the sun. And he was on the ground. He became blind and he asked, who are you? He said, it is hard for thee to kick against the priest. And he said, Lord, who are you? And the Lord answered and said, I am what? Jesus. I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the priest. Continue. And he trembling and astonished said, he was astonished. He thought that he was just persecuting Christians. He's talk, talking against church members. He's just persecuting pastors and preachers and teachers. So he was astonished. He was trembling. They're not knowing that the person who is preaching, he's preaching instead of Jesus. He was trembling. And Bible says, say, Lord, what will thou have me to do? This is the question that I want to ask you. What will thou have me to do? This is the question that we can be in church for 20 years and we've not asked that question. Because we want to be in church and do what we want to do. Not what the Lord will have you to do. Oh, my preaching is very short. Very, very short. Lord, what will you have me to do? Write it somewhere. Maybe one day, one day when you are filled with the Spirit and you come closer to God, you'll be able to pray this prayer and ask him, Lord, what will you have me to do? Because now, if you ask the question, you know that it will not work. Because there are things that you want to do that you don't even want God to know about it. That's why sometimes you don't even pray about certain things. It's just like a lady who a guy she loves has proposed to. For her to pray that, Lord, if it's your will. No, 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 no. What about if the Lord says it's not my will? What will I do? Do you understand what I'm talking about? That question, what will you have me to do? Lord, should I go ahead? No, no, no. What about if the... The Lord says it is not. Meanwhile, you love the person. It's, it's Venice and such as you like. The person is the type you like. A TikTok guy with broad chest, which is called parking space, where you can pack your head. And he has mustache with a baritone voice. And he can say, hello, baby. Hello. Were you created or crafted? Yeah. You know what? When I look at you, he has a baritone, such as you like. 
and you want to pray, whether it is the will of God, you notice that no, this prayer, I won't pray this prayer. Just in case. So when we see somebody who has asked, Lord, what will you have me to do? What will you? Paul became blind. He died to his own vision. He died to his own vision. He became blind for three days. And when Ananias came to pray for him, the Bible said the scales fell off his eyes. He said, go and it will be told you what the things that you must suffer, not the things that you must enjoy. The, the verse before this, the Bible says that, he said, go and it will be told you the things that you must suffer for my sake. Are you there? I think that was the verse number, yeah. When he said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Is it there? Yeah. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Seven. And the man which journey with him stood speechless, hearing a voice by saying, No man. It was a dramatic, spectacular sight, something. You see, this is what Peter encountered. But you see, when we look at our situation and when we look at ourselves, where we are, the founder and the father, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills, a medical doctor, not that he was no good in his year, he topped, he actually had scholarship. He had, he had a, what do you call it, a, a prize for being the top student. He was voted the top student in the year in his class. A company by name Varco gave him 2,000 pounds as the price for being the top. So it's not, it's not like he was not academically bright. So he wanted to. He was the top student. And his father was a renowned lawyer with horses, had a hotel, anything. He, his father wanted him to be a, a cardiothoracic surgeon. Want him to go to Harvard. Want him to go to, but he chose. He said, no, I am called. I want to serve God. With how many people? Five people. Five students. Five students. That his father will come and sit outside his, his, his will come in his house at his home. When people are passing, then he will call them. Everybody know him to be a renowned man. Renowned important, he will call them. He said, come. His father was a patron of the Methodist Church, Wesley. When the he, uh, people are passing, he will call them and say, come and listen to something. My son, my son, the doctor, wants, says he wants to be a pastor. Have you heard some before? Then everybody will say, oh, it's unfortunate. Can you believe me, my son? He, he, I've taken him to school. He doesn't want to go. He says he wants to be a pastor. Then people will laugh and say, oh, it's unfortunate. To the extent that when he wanted to marry, the option that was given him, that closed down 
the lighthouse, whatever candlelight or whatever light that you say you are doing. Close it down so that we can, the parents, they said, so that we can do a nice wedding for you. He says, no. He refused to have a nicer wedding. He had just come from school. What money? Everything would have been in a certain level. And his assistant, Bishop E.A.T. Saki now, at that time it was called Brother T. Brother T was the one who officiated his wedding. You see, so what we are part of, you may not even know the price that somebody has paid for us to be here. He refused to do his uh, specialization and became a pastor of uh, five people, five students in a, a classroom. That was the exchange. All his mates, those who did not even top the class, they are now uh, uh, big people in the U.S. Sometimes we tell you, some of his mates come to the airport to pick him with their jets. But he refused, like Moses, to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a moment, but rather chose to suffer with the people of God. He saw, he said, no, this is what God will have me to do. There was nothing to see. It, it wasn't like there was a church building. There was nothing. Only five students. Only five students. Not even medical students. It was later that some of his uh, students came. Five students. So that's what I have chosen. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to stay with the five people. Hallelujah. And the five has become what we see now. Now the UD alone, over 4,000 branches in about nine, uh, 94 countries. Then we, we come to the first lab, the UO. The UO is going to 90, 119 nations with church buildings, different, different things. The obedience of one man. Are you here? Yeah, so if somebody is against, he, he, I mean, he doesn't even need anything that me and you can give. But it's appropriate and it is right for us to honor somebody who has paid the price for us, for me, and for you to be here. Can I have your loudest amen? Amen. It is the same spirit that does not allow children to honor their mother and their father. Some of us, we are here. When was the last time you said thank you to your mom? I'm coming home now. When was the last time you rather blame your mom, your, your dad for the things you don't have? You are always saying, if my mom or my dad took me to this, I would have been better than you are always blaming some. Have you ever been able to say thank you to your mom or to your dad for what they have done for you? It's the same thing. You see, when you don't honor, when you don't honor, it causes a terrible thing to happen to you. Yeah. We cannot be a church that will not honor. Look at a beautiful church. How many pastors in this city at my age have a church like mine? Because of who my father is. Look at what I'm standing in. 
You are who you are because of who your father is. You carry your father's DNA. You have your father's genes. So it is important and it is right just to honor your father and honor your mother. Can I hear a lot of amen? Amen. So in, we are about to go. In Malachi chapter 1 verse number 6, can we read it from the, um, yeah, Malachi chapter 1 verse number 6. Are you there? If you have, you want a title for my message, it's right there. Bible says, Malachi chapter 1 verse 6. Okay. The Lord of heaven's army says to the priest, a son honors his father. So that's the title. A son honors his father. And a servant respects his master. Amen. Can you see it? Yeah. So it is very easy. I want to read it from here. I'm trying. Okay. The King James says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If I then be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Say the Lord of hosts. Okay. I think that you like the NLT. The Lord of heaven's army says to the priest, a son honors his father, and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where are the honor and respect I deserve? You have shown contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we ever shown contempt for your name? You have shown contempt by offering defiled sacrifices on my altar. Then you ask, how have we defiled the sacrifices? You defile them by saying, the altar of the Lord deserves no respect. Yeah. You see, sometimes the offerings that we give to the Lord, something that you will not even give to a beggar, but you come. And you offer it. Let's continue. Verse number 8. When you give blind animals as sacrifices, isn't that wrong? And isn't that wrong to offer animals that are crippled and diseased? Try giving gifts like that to your governor and see how pleased he is, says the Lord of heaven's army. Go ahead. Beg God to be merciful to you, but when you bring that kind of offering, why should he show you any favor at all? Ask the Lord of heaven's army. Are you there? Then he said, how I wish one of you would shut the temple doors so that these worthless sacrifices could not be offered. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord of heaven's army, and I will not accept your offerings but my name is honored by people of other nations from morning till night all around the world. They offer sweet incense and pure offerings in honor of my name. For my name is great among the nations, says the Lord of heaven's army. But you dishonor my name 
with your actions by bringing contemptible food, you are saying it's all right to defile the Lord's table. You say it's too hard to serve the Lord. And you turn up your noses at my commands, says the Lord of heaven's army. Think of it. Animals that are stolen and crippled and sick are being presented as offerings. Should I accept from you such offerings as this? Asks the Lord. Cursed is the cheat who promises to give a fine ram from his flock, but then sacrifices a defective one to the Lord. For I am a great king, says the Lord of heaven's army, and my name is feared among the nations. Amen. Hallelujah. So God says, even the things that you honor, you offer, the things you give, are you there? When you are a Christian, we say literally that God is our Father. Are you not a son of God? Yeah. And the Bible is asking, if I were your father, where is my honor? If I'm your master, where is? Some of us, when you see your, your bosses, your masters in the natural, you run fast. They shout for you. Hey! Then you run. They call you with bell, and you run. You have a whistle. They blow. They, when they ring a tray, you jump and skip and go. But not with God. The one who created you. The one whose, whose breath is giving you sustenance. The one who can say, tomorrow you cannot continue and it will be over. We are afraid of our earthly masters than the king of kings. And we offer polluted things. We don't sacrifice what is right. Hallelujah. Yeah. In John chapter 1, verse number 12, the Bible says, As many as receive him or believe on his name, to them he gave them power to become sons. Hallelujah. So you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. God deserves an honor. Are you there? In the same way, when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 15. Paul writes and says, For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, 10,000 of them in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. You don't have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. So we also have fathers in Christ. Can I hear your loudest amen? Yeah, we have fathers in Christ. Your father in Christ is the one who gave birth to you in Christ. The person led you to receive Christ. We have fathers in ministry. The person caused you to be in a ministry. We have uh, mothers in Christ. We have all these things. As we have uh, 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 our biological fathers, we have uh, fathers-in-law then we also have fathers in sin. Yeah. Mothers and fathers in sin. The people who taught you how to commit certain sins. But today we are talking about fathers in Christ. You know, our, our, our prophet is not just our father in Christ. 
He's also the founder. He's the founder of this church, the denomination that you belong to. Only one person can be a founder, like John Wesley. Most founders are not around. We are so fortunate and blessed to have our founder to be the father that is alive. Hallelujah. Amen. And the least we can do for all the toil, all he has been through. You see, many people don't know what your biological mother or your father go through. Because of your fees, your school fees, and the things you have demanded, some of your parents have to steal. Yeah. They need to cheat taxi drivers. They need to do things just so that you, your fees will be paid. But you don't even understand. If it was left with the little that your mother or your father would eat, some of them would, wouldn't even want to work. They have earned enough to cater for them. But they bend backwards to do everything to make sure that it is well with you. And sometimes they create an artificial world for you that is not real. It is the first time that you move out of the house that you notice that Pep student is not free. Paste. When you move out of the house, then you notice that sanitary pads are bought. When you move out of the house, that you notice that tissue, toilet papers. And the one that you can buy, you see that it is the light one. It's the light one that you need to, you need to use a whole one on, on one occasion. You notice that where you've been using things that you notice that soap are bought. You did not know that soaps are bought. You did not know paste is bought with money. You don't even know that pomade. You put pomade on your body. It's always there. It's always there. You don't know whether it rains from the heavens. It's always there. And sometimes when you are not happy, you complain. Say, I don't like this food. You are complaining. The food that they, I don't like this. And you speak like uh, your, your, your nose. You, are, you have opened the fridge and you are, you are complaining. Because when you look at the things in the fridge, I don't like this. When you move out and you notice that you need to buy the fridge. Before... If you can have even something in it. When you are on your own, always you are complaining here when your, your, your bulb, light bulb, died more than three months ago. It's still dead. You cannot change it. You cannot change it. If you like, change it and let's see. But when somebody was, but you did not even know what they were doing for you. You complain. You complain about the food. The meat is small. You buy the big meat. You now buy your big meat. Buy the chicken and eat. You open the milk. Take some and you not put the rest in the fridge and the milk will, will spoil. When your mother says it, then you freak out. Uh, freak. Then you freak. What is this? I move out and you say, hey! Now you're on your own. You cannot buy fresh milk. It's powdered milk that you are buying. 
And even with that one, you measure with a spoon. Because you, it, it must last the whole month. I said, even the powdered milk, you, you measure with the teaspoon. Before you measure with the table, you just fetch it. You just fetch it. You just fetch it. You pour the whole container, you stir it. And you drink and you go for it. Now you measure it. If it's small, you shake it now. It, it, this must last for 20, 20 more days. You see, when you are a son or a daughter who, who is thoughtful, you'll be grateful. You'll be grateful. That even your mother, your father who has not, they are presence alone. Sometimes you don't need them to do anything. You see, sometimes you are alone in the house and you begin to be worried. You are afraid. But sometimes your, your mother being in the room, not doing anything, not even talking to you, gives you some confidence. How many understand what I'm talking about? Your father is not even talking to you, but you know that he's upstairs. It's okay. Once he's there, it's okay. You see, it's the same room that you are sleeping in. But in the absence of your mother or your father being over there, you become afraid. Meanwhile, when your father or your mother is there, they don't sleep with you in your room. They will be also, yeah. You will be alone in that same room. You will not be afraid. Because the, the thoughts that my mom, my dad is around. You don't even value it. Yeah, you don't even value it. Look, when I lost my father, I did not, it, it did not even occur to me. When I, I, had, I had gone to bury him, and what I do is anytime I land, I will call my mom and I will call my uh, dad. Always I call my dad. And I, so when I, I got down from the plane, I just took my and then I called him. I, it was ringing, it's not picking. So I called my mom to tell her, I don't know what is happening to Oso. Yeah, I'm calling. They said, oh, what are you saying? I said, oh, I'm calling your husband. Oso, yeah, it's not picking. Then my mother was quiet. That was when it occurred to me that he's the reason why I have come. Now, you know, I was, I, it had not occurred to me that it, he is truly gone. That was why I, it began to dawn that this man is gone forever. This man is, looks like he's gone. You, some of you are fighting for your, with your mother. He talks too much. She talks too much. She, you mark it somewhere. If you don't change, you will cry for those. You, you even cry for the nuisance that she is, you will be looking for it. You will always long for her voice. You want to hear her scream. You wish that she's even there to insult you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A son honored his father. And a servant his master. If I'm your father, where is my honor? You don't know what people have been through for you to be where you are. Are you here? You don't know what your mother is going through. You don't know what your father is going through or has been through for you to be where you are. That is why in Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible declares that it will not be well. It will not be well 
with any son or any daughter who does not honor the father and the mother. Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. The right thing to do is obey. Verse 2. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. What is the promise? That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. That it may be well with you, and that you will live long. It is in honoring your mother and your father. Are you here? Take advantage of your mother and your father. Don't fight your mother. Don't insult your father. Don't fight any fatherly figure, any motherly figure. Foster mothers. Mothers-in-law. Stepmothers. Stepfathers. Honor them. It will be well with you. And you will live long. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah. Very important. Very, very important. So on this day in the life, in our church, we love fathers and we love mothers. In our church, we honor mothers and we honor fathers. In a, we celebrate them. Even if your father is in prison, rise up and send food. Your father will bless you from the prison. It will be well with you. Oh, I'm telling you. When your father says, my, my daughter, may God bless you. Ah. It is well with you. Your father can change your life even from a prison. If your father says you will suffer, I'm telling you. No anointing lawyer can change that word. I'm telling you. And your father doesn't have to be born again. He doesn't have to. No, God has given specific powers to some people. Every father has a God-given power. God gives them power. Fathers, pastors, and presidents, governors of nations, they have God-given powers. Romans chapter 18, uh, 13. Quickly, quickly. Romans chapter let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. There is no power but ordained of God. There is no power. If God doesn't allow a president, he will never come to power. Yeah. Bible says, whoever resisted the power that is ordained of God, you are resisting God himself. And those who do that will receive damnation. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Presidents. And I know some of you, you just speak evil of every uh, uh, high person. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. Are you there? Go to verse number seven. Go to verse number seven. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom is due. Fear to whom fear. Honor to whom honor. So there are people that we owe them. Custom, we owe them tribute. We owe them fear. 
pastor of our people will owe them honor. Say, if I'm your master, where is my fear? If I'm your father, where is my honor? And we read from Corinthians, Paul said, you have 10,000 instructors, but not many fathers. But in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you. You are a son. You are a daughter of this ministry. Hallelujah. Hello? Yeah. You belong to this ministry. You got born again here. Or you've been part of this ministry. It is true. The obedience of our prophet, our father, our founder, that you are enjoying what you are enjoying. And the least you can do is to honor. Hallelujah. The reward of honor. Can I tell you the reward of honor? When you honor, you also be honored. Yeah. Whatever you don't do, when you sow, you will harvest. When you honor, you will be honored. Hallelujah. Yeah, the story we read about Mary and Martha. How many people died in the days of Jesus? Why was it that only Lazarus was brought from death? Ask yourself, have you honored to the extent that God will step in to bring your dead back to life? Not many honor. Not many people honor Jesus. But Mary, Bible says, he broke his, his, uh, her, 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 her alabaster box, poured the oil on him and wiped it with her hair. The glory, the, a lady's hair is the best. You see, when it is raining, they cover the hair and leave all the other part of the body. You watch. The next time it's raining, you watch. You see that they will just cover the hair. Uh, yeah. They can cover the hair with an iPad. Yeah, the hair. Very important to them. Even if the hair is not for them, they will cover it. I'm preaching. Are you here? But Bible says that this Mary, this Mary and Martha, is the Mary that, this Mary and Martha that Jesus visited, and they will quickly cook something for the master. They honored. They listened to him. So when their brother was sick, Many people had been sick and died. Lazarus was not the first, and he was not the last person to die in the days of Jesus. So ask yourself, why is it that Lazarus died and Jesus come and raise him from the dead and not other people? That is the reward of Anna. Anna will give you what money cannot buy. Anna will cause supernatural power to manifest on your behalf. Amen. Who, how many people did Jesus bless with his presence? Even the, the, the centurion said, I am not worthy. They said, the commander of the army, he could say that he was not worthy for Jesus to come into his home. Mary and Martha, we don't know what they were. But Jesus was always 
was always in their house. Hallelujah. Are you there? I'm showing you what Anna. Don't you, you as a person, don't you know people who love you and respect you? Do you go to people who despise? People who despise you and don't like you, do you go to such people? It is simple. When you look at somebody who doesn't like you, who despises you, everything you are doing, it is all, the person is always talking you down. It doesn't have any encouraging words for you. You move away from such people. So, Anna, when you Anna, you'll be honored. Anna will open door. May you have the reward of Anna. May you receive blessings through Anna. Are you there? Oh, Anna gives life to relationship. If you honor your husband, oh, people will say that what you have used muti on, on the guy. Anna, that is what Anna does. Don't mind anybody. You just honor. Just honor your husband. Just say, oh, my Lord. Oh, really? You, oh, I'm total, whatever. Your, your, your thoughts. Your wishes are my command, my Lord. You see that the guy will be moving around. You can't even understand. But you see, in the name of, hey, I also want you to see. You see that you bring your, Anna, Anna brings life into every relationship. Even if you have a friend and the friend honors you, loves you. You see that that relationship, there's life in it. There is life in it. You, you notice that, no, this person really like me, really is interested in me. He honors me the way uh, he treats me or the way she treats me. It makes you also able to treat a person in a certain way. Is it true or correct? So when you honor God, God will also honor you. Honor will give life to whatever. Whatever you want it to be nice, honor it. Think, don't think, don't think for a moment that your mother is old or she doesn't see. If you dishonor your mother, she knows it. If you really love her, she knows. And also towards your father. Also towards your father. You love your father, he knows. You know, sometimes the younger ones think that they are wiser than the older ones. But your father is not talking because you came out of him. But he can see your ways. You can see how you don't like him. He's waiting for you to, at the right time, to move so that you, you continue with your life. Oh, yes. And I pray that it will not be too late. Yeah. The prodigal son, the father knew his ways. You know that this guy, he doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want my instruction. Do this. He thinks that I'm too controlling. He wants, okay, take him, go. After the school of hardship and knocks until he found himself eating with pigs. Then he said, no, 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 no. My father is a good man. In my father's house are many mansions. My father has enough food to eat and to spare, even servants. 
they can have food enough to eat and to spare. And I'm here dying, fighting with pigs over their food. I will go back to my father. May that not be your story. You see, somebody, when somebody leaves church, when somebody breaks this, like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. So like the prodigal son, he did not want the leadership of his father. So no, I can lead myself better than you. And often that is what people say when they move away from you. I don't like your influence. But when they go and they meet, yeah, the pigs, and they notice that even the pigs are fighting over what he will normally not eat in the father's house. So let me go back. Are you here? Are you here this afternoon? As we close, very important. John chapter 11, verse number 1 to 4. Quickly, then we'll be going. Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, Behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard it, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Hallelujah. There are people, I mean, there are people that you can't even call your pastor to pray for you. Or even when you do, you don't feel good because you yourself, you know. You've accused him. You've gossiped about him. You, everything you have done. So when you come to a place, recently I, I was even out of the country and somebody sent me a message that this sister, the daughter, uh, the son or whatever, the child is at the hospital. Bishop, if you don't pray for him, it will be a bad case. I have told the sister to call you, please. I, I, she, I said, no. I said, but don't worry. I'll use her as a point of contact. She, she couldn't call because she knows her words. She knows her own words. Chopping, chopping crazy. And the amazing thing is that when people talk about you, they gossip, they do, and you don't confront them, they think that you don't know. One day I was talking to a lady, and as we spoke, as I said, but I need you to behave well. So I said, listen, I need you to behave well. Don't speak about So no, I won't do that. And after I said, oh, but you've already been doing it. That is why I'm saying, don't do it. <laughs> oh, me. Then I told her just three of the things she has said. She, they failed for her. So, so I know, I know all. And this person will call me to pray for her at night, going for interview. And I know all the things she said. But I, so the day she got to know, said, no, how do you do it? You know all these things. And you know, 
One day you will grow. Bye-bye, you go grow. One day you will grow. Hallelujah. Anna. These sisters, their brother was sick. And they were able to send to Jesus. For Jesus to stop whatever he's doing. You know, Anna will begat Anna. Hallelujah. So the first thing that Anna does is that when you Anna, you experience supernatural power. Mary and Martha, they experienced supernatural power because they earned it. Are you there? They saw the mighty works of God in their home, in their house. Their dead brother was brought back to life. Supernatural. In fact, Martha even told Jesus, he said, by this time, he's thinking, it is too late, don't do anything. And Jesus turned and said unto her, did I not tell you? That if thou wouldest believe, you will see the glory of God. Hallelujah. May God overrule every possibility and make the impossible possible. Because of your honor. Because you have honored. That is why uh, uh, Sarah and Abraham, Bible says it has ceased as it were with him, male and female. They had passed monopause. It's not that they have read, they had passed. Do you understand? But God stepped in because they honored God. They obeyed God. They said, we will follow God no matter what. God said that, yeah, 99-year-old man with a 90-year-old woman will give birth. It will be a shocking. You will experience the supernatural. Hallelujah. Number two, those who honor receive great miracles. We've seen it. Great miracles await for you as you honor. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, when Jesus was moving around, one day the disciples came to him. They said, this man deserves a miracle because he has built us a synagogue. He's built something. He's honored God with a do something. You know, when you see somebody who honors you want to even fast for the person if the person is in a problem. But there are other people that you can pray general prayers. Are you getting it? Yeah? I mean, I read the Bible. I don't see any other place that Jesus wept. Except when he came to Lazarus. Somebody who he really loves, who honors him that their brother is dead and they are crying. They cried so much that Jesus also cried. May your tears move your pastor. May your tears move your father. May your tears move your mother. May your tears move your God because of your great honor. Jesus, Bible said, Jesus wept. They said, if Lord, you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. If you had been here, then they were crying. Martha was crying. Mary was crying. So this man who loved these people could he not have caused that this man shouldn't have died. And the people said that even now that he's dead, Martha said that we know all things are possible. And Bible said, Jesus wept. You see, the Lord will weep when he sees somebody he loves in pain. He said, no. Bible said, and he groaned within himself and said, where have you laid him? Where have you laid him? I cannot allow people I love, people who amongst me, people who loves me, treat me so well to be in such pain. Say, so where have you laid him? 
They said, Lord, by now he's thinking. By now. He said, don't worry. Don't worry. He went there. Your honor will cause you to have a miracle. In the name of Jesus. Three, those who honor will have personal access. Hey, to access Jesus is not easy. The woman with the issue of blood, you see, by the Bible, there were people who were thronging Jesus. To have Jesus in your home, to call on Jesus, it's not easy. Even today, pastor, it's not easy to get him. How much more Jesus? But Jesus was always in the home of Mary and Martha because he knew that these people love me. They treat me well. They want the best for me. Do you understand? Hey, if you are a shepherd, you need to be careful where you go. If you're a pastor, I'm telling you, there can be stories about you. You need to be very careful. Don't even allow people to know what you eat. Yeah, they say, hey, our man, he likes then the, the, yeah, he likes chicken. When he sees, yeah, oh man, he likes, then they will say, yeah, don't let them even see whether you are eating cockroaches or, yeah, say he likes chili, our pastor likes chili, (laughs) what is that, is it honoring, will you go? Telling people about what your mother likes and what your father. You know, there are things that you may think that you are just saying it, but it shows the state of your heart. Yeah, and people who see pastor's children, and they knock their head, and they despise them. So look at your, your head, like December. I mean, you are insulting pastor's children. And sometimes they want to they want to maltreat your children as a way of getting to you. You are the one they want to insult and they want to abuse, but they cannot. So they call your children and they abuse them. And they insult them and they send them. Do they, they, they just want to belittle them, make them to feel that they are nothing. Watch people who treat your friends and your children. You are the one they are looking for. Yeah, you are the one. One day somebody drank. Anyway, number four. So in John chapter 11, verse number 20, the Bible said, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, and Mary sat still in the house. Oh, may an important person come to your house. Can you believe that the president is coming to your home? Wow. I said, Wow. It's a blessing. Jesus walked. Walked all the way to Mary and Martha's home because he felt safe. Do you understand? He felt safe. You will never be yourself. Look, when you go to a place, they give you food. They say, oh, eat. And they, don't open yourself and be eating. They are looking at you. They are watching. Unless you know that you are really loved and received and honored. Don't, don't lose your God. You need to 
be very punctual. People are not people. Are you the number four? Those who honor will experience close and intimate relationship or fellowship. Can you believe in Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42? That is when Jesus was preaching and teaching. He was teaching three people. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. They were having fellowship. And Martha came and said to Jesus, Jesus, don't you care that I'm the one who is cooking all the pap and I'm doing all this. Mary is not coming. Then Jesus said, Martha, Martha. Oh, may, the, may an important person know your name. Amen. He said, Martha, Martha. One thing is needful. That is what I've gotten. Personal advice. Can you believe that Jesus gave personal advice? It's too beautiful. Close. Hmm? Anna will give you, you will cause you to experience close, intimate fellowship. Yeah. Yeah. If not, only angels will attend to you. Oh, yes. But one day you'll be there and the Lord will come. You know, it's not an angel. Close, intimate relationship. True. You honor him and it will happen. Number five, those who are now who experience extra love. Mark, uh, John eleven five. 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Wow. Isn't it not beautiful? Yeah. Anna will cause you to experience extra love. Amen? Love begets love. Love begets love. You've not loved. So, for God so loved the world, that will be the general love that you have. But for loving and honoring, there will be a special love. Because this love is definitely different from for God so loved the world. God died for everyone, but the Bible says, hmm? Jesus loved Martha. He mentioned, hey, Mary. Martha and her sister and Lazarus, they were loved specially. That's why they can send. They said the person, in fact, when they send, they said that the one that you loved, Lazarus, the brother that you love, is sick. That was how they described. Hallelujah. Are you there? Anna will cause you to experience extra love. Number six, those who Anna will receive more Anna. Wow. May God give you more honor. Mark 49. The Bible says, Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she has done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her. Amen. Yeah. Because of the honor, she received even more honor. She just did one act, and Jesus said that forever she will be remembered. Forever she will be remembered. Hallelujah. Yeah, there are people who have done things for this church to be where it is. One of it is uh, Bishop's sister. When she, he said that he's going to be a pastor, how many people? Five people. Five people who be able to pay offering tight for him to go on. No. But his big 
sister who was then working, he spoke to him. That, oh, I want to be a pastor. And the father said, okay, now you're on your own. No, supply, everything has ceased. If you want to be a pastor, then continue on your own. So he spoke to the big sister who was then working, I think, in the UN. He said, I will support you. You want to be a pastor, I will support you. For many years, every month, she sent money for his younger brother to be a pastor. Hallelujah. Without her, oh, we wouldn't be where we are. Forever. If today she even gives one million or one billion dollars, it's not the same. It's not the same. I'm telling you, it's not the same as the support she gave in the beginning of the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. People who support, people who support when there's nothing to see, they are different. Totally different. Hallelujah. The last one, but not the least, is those who honor will receive divine protection. Hallelujah. In Mark chapter 14, verse number 6, the people were trying to speak against the lady who did that great honor. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why troubled ye her? She has wrought a good work on me. Amen. Jesus acknowledged what the lady has done. She's done a good work. She has honored me. You know, when Jesus died, and he, Sunday, after the resurrection, it was now there that Mary Magdalene and other people were going with, anointing this thing to anoint the bodies. Oh, this person gone. There's time. Timely evaluation. Timely honor, appreciation. Don't wait till your mother is dead and go and buy uh, marble for the, for, for the tomb. Don't wait for your father to die and go and do a big funeral. That useless show that we do as black people should cease. Don't go and paint the house of your mother when she dies. Now go and paint it. Now. Now. The dead body doesn't see all the things. The flowers you are doing, she doesn't see. If there's anything you want to give her, give her now. Taking loans to do a funeral that doesn't benefit the dead. You are putting the coffee in the Mercedes Benz. Meanwhile, she worked all her life. This is now. Your mother even doesn't know the value of flowers. Show her. Buy flowers. Mom, you are important. Flowers is nice thing. Put it. Show her. Show her. Go and paint the house. Some of us are very selfish. Unless you, they are paying Lobola for you, they will you not paint the house. Go and paint the house now. Don't wait for your Lobola before. Or don't wait for your mother to die. She has sat in that dirty place. Now that your friends are coming, you are coming to paint. Look at you. Oh, oh, I've seen you. Go and paint the house now. Not when they are coming to pay the lobola. If you don't want your friend to see when they are paying the lobola, now they should, nobody should go and see. It is more important. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Treat your mom, treat your dad very well now. Yeah, they should paint it now. Now. Not when the person is dead. Whatever you are doing, they don't even see it. First Samuel chapter 2, verse number 30. 
Bible says, those that honor me, he said, look, he had promised Eli that he's going to be uh, the one and his children are going to continue for a long time. But he honored his children more than. You may think that God doesn't compare. God compared how Eli was treating his children and how Eli treated him. Look at how much you give to your children. You do everything for your children. What do you do for God? He said, because you have honored your children above me. I said that you will continue, but Tofiakwa, God said, away. Hey! He said, wherefore the Lord God of Israel said, I said indeed that thy father, uh, thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. How many want to walk before the Lord forever? Not only you, but your father's house. Let it be. Okay. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me. Oh, no. Why did the Lord change his mind? For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Amen. Amen. So when you don't honor the Lord, he will not honor you. When you despise him, you will you know, lightly esteem. It's another word for saying that he will not esteem you. Lightly, he will not register. All the promises, all the things that he had promised, I have changed my mind. May God not change his mind about you. May we truly honor God with our tithe and also now honor our Father. Amen. Amen. All right. So as we close, there's a scripture I wanted to show you. That the reason why, I've spoken about it, but you see it in 2 Timothy chapter 2. When you read, it talks about maybe from verse number 16 or something you see. Yeah. He says, but shun profane and vain babbling. He's talking. We should shun profane and vain babbling, for they increase unto more ungodliness. Then continue. And their words will eat as though a canker or a cancer. Of whom is Hermandos and Philetus. So he mentions some two people who have become some way, and listening to what they did, verse number 18, who concerning the truth have heard, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of, the, of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that nameth the name of the Lord depart from evil or depart from iniquity. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Take it from the NLT so you understand it very well as we close. As we close. Sixteen. It says... Avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godliness. Uh, that leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spread like cancer, as the case of Hermanus 
and Philetus. They have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred. In this way, they have turned some people away from the faith. But God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Are you there? In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master's for the master to use you for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. The verse before, Bible says, if... Any man purge himself. Or this one says, if you keep yourself pure, are you there? You will be a special what? Utensil or a special vessel for honorable use or for the master's use. Your life will be clean. So the reason why it is very important for us to honor even our shepherds, our pastors, it's how they have kept themselves. If they did not keep themselves, if the prophet did not keep himself, how many pastors have had churches that even went over five members to ten members? How many people had churches that had even ten branches? But you see, it takes a certain vessel. It takes a certain uh, 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 purity. It takes a certain container for the Lord to use to be able to reach. If you see somebody that God is using tremendously, you don't know the price the person has paid. So many people are not used by God for any special occasion because they cannot keep themselves pure. They cannot be clean. They cannot. You think about it. Why have you not caught the great anointing you are looking for? There are things in your life that you are not able to lay down. There are things that God wants you to do that you are not able to do. So when you see somebody who has paid the price to be used by God, it is good for all of us to put our hands together and honor the person. Hallelujah. It is okay for us to appreciate the person. Thank you for paying the price. Thank you for going all out. We don't know what it has cost you, but we know. That for you to be where you are, you must have paid a certain price. Hallelujah. For you to be running your race, for you to have all these bishops and pastors and churches and church buildings and all the books that it means you are a certain way. And all we are saying is that thank you. Thank you for keeping yourself pure. Thank you for being that special. Bible says if someone will keep himself, 
So often my answer to people will say, why do you honor this person? I say, for the price he has paid. I will honor my father for the, the price he has paid to stand where he's standing. Hallelujah. Are you there? Why do we, who know Albert Einstein, what is he known for? Hello? Hello? He is equal to MC square. Yeah, the law of relativity. He did not create it. He did not create the world, but he just understood. We talk about uh, uh, people, Archimedes, Pythagoras theory. Yeah. These people uh, held, even schools have libraries dedicated to these people. Not that they created the world. They seem to understand how the world is functioning. We have doctors. Adam Smith is known for economics. Is that not it? Those who did the economics. Who is Adam Smith? He's, he's renowned as the father of economics. He did not create money, but he understands how economics... These people just understand something small. They become renowned. You see, the world knows how to acclaim, applaud, and receive their own. We have political figures. Abraham Lincoln, he did this. We have different, different people. Army generals, commanders, they fought, they did this. Napoleon Bonaparte, we know these people did this. Martin Luther, they all have done something. And you will be surprised that even today, people who have not been to school, they can play ball or they can, they call them celebrities. And they are honored, the red carpet and all. People are honored in this world. If your breast is bigger than somebody's breast and you are taller than somebody, they call you a beauty pageant and they will give you a car. They honor breast and, 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 uh, and yeah, BB, the B square. And your height. That you did not create yourself. And people honor them. Red carpet, they give them car. You are the beauty queen. And people honor people. That will not have. Even the people are causing you to have lust. That will lead you to hell. But the people are honoring them. They honor such people. How much more people through their lives, we are understanding the Bible. We are on the highway to do the work of God. We will better. Oh, you can put your hands together. You can, you can honor God for the life of people. When we see footballers, Oprah Winfrey will come here and the place will be, who is, who is she? What has she contributed to your life? If anything, she has added a perversion, something that you need to pray against. Let a footballer arrive here. Let Lady Gaga arrive here. Let Chris Brown arrive here. Let Jay-Z come. Let Beyonce come. Let, uh, let all these worldly people who are destroying your life come and you honor and you buy tickets and you go and people collapse even inside things. But the people that God has used to bring you salvation, 
deliver you and deliver your future and cause you to be. Why? These people deserve a greater honor. Let not be hypocrites. You will respect people. Even when they autograph for you. Who I know I, th- there was a lady who removed her breast for somebody to sign on. I said, this one is too much. This one is too much. For a celebrity to autograph on her. I said, what is this? Who is this person? What are all these things? Are you here? Who are your, who are your, uh, uh, what do you call it? Mentors. Who are your models? Who are the people that you are aspiring to be? These are the people you honor. You need to honor godly people. You need to honor people who through their life, we can understand the Bible. We can know God. We can fear God. We can get closer through their lives. Our lives have changed. Hallelujah. Yeah. If once in a year, we are honoring, it is right. It is right. It is right. Amen. Yeah, if you don't honor, nobody will honor you. You've seen the reward of honor. Supernatural power will come close to you, have fellowship, things will change in your life. May the Lord cause you to be somebody who honors. Yeah. May everyone that God has used in your life not feel that you have dishonored the person. May your mother, your father, your auntie, your uncles, even your big sisters who God has used to bring you up to honor them, respect them, acknowledge them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And as you do, may God cause you also to be honored. You know, harvest time is always times something. The scripture we read, Isaac had times 100. When it is time for you to be honored, your own will be times even more. I see you also being honored. As you honor and as you celebrate and you love the people God has used, may you also be honored. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.